It's a blizzard, dude. Totally radical. Well, hello, you guys, and welcome back to We're Podding This Together. You know, it's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not-so-favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. And I'm Brandon. And I'm back, and I'm asking for a raise after having to watch this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you mean? This wasn't as good as Parent Trap? This was not as good as Parent Trap, but we'll get to that. Grab your winter coats and get your sleds out, because today we're watching The Ultimate Christmas Present. Oh. Uh, oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing it. Uh, in this movie, a girl steals a weather machine from Santa Claus to make a snow day. The machine breaks and causes an out-of-control snowstorm. Well, okay, before we talk about it, have you guys seen this movie before? I have ever? not. Nope. I had not even heard of it. I had the uh, pleasure... Of seeing it a few years ago. So how do you guys feel about Christmas time and, and you know, winter weather and everything like that? Are you, are you into, like, the snow? I moved to Texas from Nebraska, like, three years ago. And the first Christmas or two, there's a little part of me that really felt that it was weird that it wasn't, like, in the 50s or so around Christmas and that there was zero snow and like I almost missed snow and then I remembered how many times I skidded around in the snow and almost died and how snow like after the first day just turns gray so I like Texas Christmas weather I've decided yeah I mean I'm in Colorado and we get white Christmases all the time and I love it I'm into Christmas I'm into the lifetime original Dis or Christmas movies I love them I love bad Christmas movies this was a bad Christmas movie I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love Christmas as next as much as the next basic bitch, but I can't do this movie. <laughs> to be yeah, so when we were watching it, I kind of, I kind of paired it up to see how I could feel about it, just as a Christmas movie, you know, a bad one. Oh, ooh, yeah. And I mean, it wasn't as bad as I'm leading on. I kind of enjoyed parts of it. So I'm gonna admit, I did. Um, so recently. YouTube, the app, which is where I've been watching a lot of these, um, gave the ability to watch stuff in double speed, and it has made me watch, enjoy, it has made me enjoy DCOM significantly more, because instead of taking, like, an hour and 15 minutes, it takes... That's cheating. five minutes. I it still watched cheating. it all. I still watched it all. You have to sit through it and, and think about your life's choices. <laughs> I did. No, I was at the gym. I was on the treadmill. It took like 45 minutes. It was great. And then I went to the grocery store and I just had so much extra time. This took me two days to watch. <laughs> 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 Literally. <laughs> James made me turn it off. He did you make James said, watch it? What are we watching? Half of it. And then he refused. <laughs> he was like, we're not watching the rest of this. He's like, you can finish Good it on choice. your own time. Okay. But I mean, to be fair... It is, like, September, so maybe I just, like, haven't reached the Christmas spirit yet. It hasn't come to me. It is weird because, like, it's just now, it's not even October, so I'm just getting hyped up for Halloween now and getting into full pumpkin spice mode. So to try to think about getting into peppermint mocha mode is pretty hard. It is really hard. I mean, PSL just came back, like, two weeks ago. 
any other special information about this movie? It has the uh, mom from Lizzie McGuire. Um, and the brother, who we kind of talked about, Spencer Breslin, who is in, like, a ton of kids' movies and every other movie in the world. He was a big deal at the time. I feel like he hasn't aged ever. All right, you guys. Are we, are, are we ready to get started with this movie? Let's do it. The movie called The Ultimate Christmas Present opens up in Los Angeles. And it's sunny and it's hot. I mean, everyone still has their Christmas decorations out and stuff, but... We meet the weatherman via the TV. Oh, yeah, the weatherman. That guy was so creepy. And he opens the movie. I don't know. I could see... I think weathermans have a hard gig. Like, if they try to explain stuff, people are like, just tell us the freaking weather. And if they get it wrong, I mean, like, you can only predict so much. Like, they're doing the best they can. And the fact that they get it right as much as they do is pretty dope. So I feel like it's a rough gig. I am on the side of the weatherman in this movie so the weatherman kind of lets everyone know it's going to be hot uh and i guess christmas is coming up in a few days but it's still going to be just hot 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 for the next few days Woo-hoo-hoo. so we meet ally who's not so thrilled about having a hot christmas she doesn't want a hot christmas she wants a hot blake oh <laughs> yeah that's all she really cares about so Allie and her friend are like obsessed with this Blake kid. And then after class one day, he walks up and he's like seven years old. He's like, Hey, I thought your story in class was like really cool. <laughs> and they like swoon <laughs> over him. And I'm like, is that him? Cause he's like a young kid. Boys always look younger though. I don't know. <laughs> oh, he reminds me of on SpongeBob. Oh no. Mr. Crab's daughter, like the dolphin. She's like, oh, he's so, he's so amazing. Isn't he so awesome? And then they, the camera pans around and it's just like the most boring average fish you could find. And he's like, <laughs> That's yep. what Blake is like. So now that we've done, are done insulting this child. <laughs> <laughs> Allie is in class and she's not paying attention at all. She's just focused on everything else that's going on in her life and her teacher calls on her she's like what are you writing for your paper that's due that you've had two weeks to work on and Allie just like makes up this completely random story about Shakespeare or something like that it was Uh, oh gosh I wanted to remember it because it was super funny I I remember the ending of it was Shakespeare opened a shop and it was a tale of two pickles which that's not even a Shakespeare thing but it was still pretty funny it was supposed to be like a tale of two cities wait no i remembered it okay shakespeare somehow time travels like he wakes up and he's in modern day except he can't convince anybody that he's actually shakespeare so he needs to find a job so then he gets a shot at a fast food place we also learned that ali's dad is going to san francisco to pitch his website for like dog bones so like ordering dog bones online then we get to a cabin in the woods and there's a bunch of teenagers and a guy with the hatchet wrong movie damn i wish it was that movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah on their way home because they have so much to do they decide to take a shortcut ellie and her friend samantha come upon a cabin in the middle of the woods yeah this is the part of the movie where i was just like what am i watching what is this (laughs) Why is Santa in L.A.? Why is this the first time they've ever taken the shortcut that she knows about? Like, everything here just fell apart for me. 
Wow. I mean, this is like in with the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take very long. They they steal, steal stuff from this guy's garbage because that's a normal yeah. thing for people to the do. The first thing that this alley girl decides to do, she's like, oh, look, this old man who lives alone in the forest. Let's ding dong ditch him so that we can sneak around his house. The guy comes out of the house. He throws away something in the trash can. And she's like, oh, just kidding. It's fine. We don't have to ding-dong ditch him. We can just steal stuff that he's throwing away. So they steal the thing that Santa threw away in the trash can. And it's like this cool little robot-looking guy. Yeah. I thought it was really cool looking. As a prop, that was very well done. It was kind of cute. It kind of like it was actually really It kind of cool. had a face, but it didn't. And its head moved. So this is where the movie won Brandon back again for a split second. <laughs> yeah, it didn't take long to win me back, did it? <laughs> Actually, this is where the movie lost me. Because, like, usually there's some buildup or something. But no, they get home, they press a button, and the weather machine, we find out it's a weather machine, spoiler, Um, it just starts, like, spewing out rain or something. And I was like, really? Like, this is it? That This... I like this was supposed to be the big cool thing, the snowstorm or whatever, but we see it like right off the bat. So coming from a non-snow place, like I taught preschool for a while and those kids genuinely didn't know what snow was. I showed them pictures of it and their minds were blown. So I feel like the context here of like weather happening in LA makes it super cool and a really big deal because like LA is notorious for like oh, if it rains, oh, you know okay, about yes. it. That's the biggest thing in this movie, it felt like it was a movie made for kids who lived, like, in L.A. or California right by Disney World. So, like, if it were for those kids, like, those kids being like, oh, my God, they had every weather in a week in L.A. We don't get that in a year. Yeah. Like, but instead, I was, like, 10 watching this movie without power because the snow took down the power lines. <laughs> Wait, how are you watching it without power? <laughs> With a crank TV. You're lying. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I had a portable TV when I was little. Was it a crank TV, though? No. It took, like, <laughs> ten AAA batteries. So, yeah, these, these girls, they start messing around with this weather machine. There's clouds. There's rain. There's lightning. I think there was an earthquake button. At one point, their brother busts in, and he's like, Oh, you got my Christmas present. What's my Christmas present? Yo, I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the little brother in this I movie. I really disliked him. But, Brandon, <laughs> you're a younger brother, aren't you? You're, like, the youngest. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> See, it's funny when you watch these stereotypical little brothers in these movies because they're obviously exaggerated, but they're, like, pretty close okay yeah, as an I, older sibling i saw him and i'm like yeah that's that's an asshole younger sibling this is yeah. completely accurate um and then he goes on to say you got me a poster of the laker girls didn't you so creepy it was so creepy he's like six yeah the lakers are a thing in california right yes yes the la lakers <laughs> no it's basketball, basketball. Oh, okay do they have cheerleaders? Yeah, they're notorious. Paula Abdul used to be a Laker girl. Like, they're, they're pretty well known. Oh my gosh. They find the snowstorm button. Um, mouths drop. Oh my god, so rad. Um, and they're like, I know exactly what to do. We have to cause a snowstorm. 
in all of Los Angeles so that we can have some more time to do this homework or get school canceled and have more time to pick out outfits to go see Blake. And I think this was like the last time Blake was mentioned. Almost, yeah. But it's a good idea. I mean, LA kids deserve a snow day. Okay, well, how many people do you think died from LA getting this much snow? Because their infrastructure... I was going to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah, people died. These these little girls murdered people, essentially. The friend's mom mentions it later in the movie where she, she works at a hospital and she's like, the hospital is so busy... And nobody can make it into work, so I have to go in because I have four-wheel drive. So these kids are, like, they messed up. people. Yeah, they done messed this, up. It, so this is a horror movie. <laughs> um, so they're, they're tampering around with the weather machine, and the mom busts in because at this point they've had torrential rain pouring in their room and uh, earthquakes and lightning storms. Uh. So their mom's a little upset that the floor is completely soaked and the room is, like, in shambles. Which, fair. Fair enough. <laughs> like, how would you cause that much damage to your room? Like, I was trying to think of, like, what the mom thought they had done to make yeah. that mess. <laughs> yeah, I was brainstorming. I'm like, what would you say in this moment? Like, I spilled water on both of our heads <laughs> and everywhere else. <laughs> You know, maybe, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of, like, water balloons. We get Mrs. Claus now, and she's kind of the dispatch. She's the one running the game. Yeah, they're actually in North Pole. So once again, what is Santa doing? They say he's on vacation. Like, he's at the summer house, which, it's not summer. Yeah. And everything about the North Pole was, like, awkward and uncomfortable and did not capture Christmas very well. Well, it opens up with the elves, like, giving this corporate speech about how the North Pole needs to, like, be more commercialized or something like that. And it didn't make any sense. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. It was not a part of the movie later, other than they had, like, built a snowmobile. So basically, Mrs. Claus is like, yo, you guys have to go help Santa. He lost this weather thing. We really need it. Which they never really explained why Santa needed that. And they kept joking about, did you look in your pockets? And Santa checks his pockets, which is very silly because, you know, it wouldn't fit in there. But How would it fit in my pockets? This is a guy who literally gives presents to everybody in the world on one night. So I don't feel like, you know, that's that great of a joke because he fits all he the He should have had magical his... pockets. Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't so... have magic? Basically, the, uh, our, our star, Allie, she's downstairs now. Uh, and she's talking to her dad, who's pretty upset that she just completely destroyed her bedroom. Um, But everyone starts to notice it's snowing. Everybody's super excited, and I still feel like the parents should have been more concerned at this point at the implications of this heavy snowfall. I think all of LA should, and this is kind of where the weatherman... He makes sense. Yeah, where you start to kind of like him because he's the only person that's like, well, this is weird. I like the part where uh, shortly after this, since it's snowy, they're like, sweet, we're going to get a snow day. And it took me back to, I remember, any time when it was supposed to snow and stuff, waking up super early so I could, like, watch the news and see if we were going to get a snow day. And it would just scroll and scroll and, like, Lincoln Public Schools would either show up or not. But then there was always the times where you would wake up super early and then realize you didn't have a snow day, but you, like, didn't have enough time to go back to sleep and had just accidentally woken up early for no reason. 
it would just be the worst. Let me explain this situation. It's 6 a.m. You wake up. There's snow everywhere. You're freezing. You can't feel your fingers. This is just my experience. <laughs> you're so tired. You're bleary-eyed. Uh, you go to the TV screen. You can't even see what's going on. And you're, like, kind of squinting to find your school, school that's scrolling along in alphabetical order amongst all these other schools that you've never heard of before. It's not fun trying to find out if you have a snow day. It's stressful. And this is probably the first time they've ever done it. Yeah. We get the scene where the weatherman is delivering his daily report. And he's like, today it's just going to be another hot day, another hot day, and another hot day. And they keep handing him this paper that says, yo, dude, it's snowing. Uh, look out the window. But he crumples it up and he throws it away. He's like, I'm getting this crazy report. And like everyone's like, no, dude, like, look. And he just, like, keeps dismissing it. It was really cringy. I wasn't ever sure if we were supposed to like or hate this weatherman. Like, he was the villain, but he was making sense, but he was boring. And then he's creepy because he, like, breaks into somebody's house. And it looks like he's going to murder her. He didn't break in. He basically did. He was like, oh, you won a prize. I'm here. I mean, we'll get to this later, but... Yeah. He does a, a few creepy. things, but I'm on the same page where, like, am I supposed to not like this guy or like this guy? I don't know. Basically, the only reason he still has his job is because his sister is married to the guy who runs the uh, news station. So school's all closed. All the kids are out and playing, um, having a wonderful time. They're throwing snowballs, making snow angels, and shoveling. So, yeah. I'm getting annoyed that kids are having fun in the snow, okay? Sorry. I'm a grumpy old person. Um, so this is where they start seeing, like, all the consequences for changing the weather of their entire state. We get to see the elves again. Um, so basically, the elves want to re-figure out how to do the naughty and nice list to make it easier, but Santa already knows everything, so he doesn't need that. He's like, guys, I got the list here. And we need to go interrogate all the naughty girls who want roller skates. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Basically, things just get worse from here. Allie and her friend are fighting. Their dad finds out that he's still stuck in San Francisco, probably in the airport, alone, cold. They try to turn off the weather machine. Yeah, Samantha's pretty just upset with her friend Allie that she created this whole snowstorm and things got out of hand and she's being super self-centered. She's like, I'm mad at you for making this snowstorm. Like, she should have told an adult at this point, I feel like. Oh. <laughs> adult would believe them, though. They just have to show them. There's like a, like, usually, you know, it's like, oh, parents wouldn't believe this, but like, they have something they could show the adults at this point. I would never thought of that. Did get out of, it went, out of their control. Instead, she's like, it's a fine. I'm just going to turn the machine off. Uh, now that I figured out, my decisions have consequences. So she goes downstairs. She makes a makeshift Christmas tree um, with a cactus. They roast marshmallows with her mom in front of the fireplace. And they're like, yeah, let's, you know, try to make the most of this Christmas. Ellie kind of like makes up for her her problems, it seems like, but the weather machine 
starts acting up again. And this time, it's a full-on blizzard. The weatherman uses his CSI-level computer where he just zooms in and zooms in and zooms in. And this is, like, way pre-Google Maps. This is pre-MapQuest, even, I'm sure. And he, he somehow, like, pinpoints the exact location of where the storm originated. Like, to her house. To a specific address. address. Yeah. And this is where things get creepy. The snowstorm is so bad. Everything is going wrong. Uh, the mom sits down, Ellie and her brother, and she's like, look, your dad, he's not going to be able to make it. Your aunt and uncle, they're not going to come. Grandma and grandpa, they can't come either. And basically at this point, I was like, Ellie girl, you ruined Christmas. The brother finds the weather machine in the room because she hid it. She, it's like he found it. She left it in the spot where he had found it, which didn't seem like great big sister stuff. Like, the second a little sibling finds something, you move where you've hidden it. But I guess she wanted to keep it outside. It was very convenient that she had those flower pots right outside her window. The brother finds the weather machine. Blake Blake cancels the party. Um, Samantha and Allie are still, like, fighting because Allie is still a freaking jerk. They decide that they can... I guess it was something that was in Superman at some point they specified. Um, putting it, they were going to put it in a box. So they're like, my dad has a toolbox. We can take it downstairs, I guess. Yeah. Or they the left it in there. Yeah. And so while they're gone looking for that is when their brother finds it. It's basically the weatherman like creeps his way into their house and acts like a serial killer. They, I think they dropped the weather machine outside. So they have to go outside to get it. And their mom's like, you're not going anywhere outside. It's snowing. It's crazy. But they sneak out anyway uh, into the garage. And as soon as they get to the garage with the weather machine, guess who's freaking there to freaking scare them? Santa and the elves are standing in the dark in the garage. And they like pop up and they're like, we got you now, girly. You're on the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'd just like to hear you reenact this movie as an audio drama. I think that's what the rest of this should be. I think that would be really good. Cool. Josh, go for it. <laughs> oh, Ellie, I know all your secrets. At night, you touch yourself. And you're ashamed <laughs> to tell anyone nope, about it. Nope, 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 nope. Going back on that. Go. No, what he actually says is even weirder. He's like, when you're alone, you like to dance to Ricky Martin and pretend he's your husband. Which I'm like, mm, that's a different reference now. Oh, God. <laughs> this would be like two years post living La Vida Loca, though. Like, Ricky Martin was like yeah, he was top the of the tops. Guy. Yeah. Thank God he's Santa and not like a murderer. Because these girls would have been murdered. Because they didn't scream, they didn't question it. They're like, if you're really Santa, why don't you just kill us right now? Because we're not going to scream or do anything. I feel like Santa would murder anybody who got in his way. Probably, yeah. This Santa would. The weatherman shows up to the house now that he knows exactly where it is. And he, like, claims that they won some surprise or something. And the only person there is the mom. Because everyone is outside or the brother is upstairs. He acts really weird. He's like investigating the house for whatever could cause a storm or, or whatever. He And he looks at a lamp. Like he doesn't know what he's looking for. So I, I don't. Yeah, this whole part was so unsettling. The way he just like enters her house and snoops through all of her things and tears things apart and 
demands that she bring him food. I turned on the weather guy at this point. I did not like him. It gets even more weird when the weatherman goes upstairs and finds the little brother holding the weather machine, like, blasting uh, snow everywhere. And the weatherman's like, give that here. You're going to jail. You're in so much <laughs> trouble. I'm going to call the authority. Like, it was scary. And this kid's like, it's not my fault. Like, I just found it. I don't know what's going on. I think the weatherman steals the machine, right? Yes. And yeah, uh, he grabs it and runs. Santa and the girls and the elves are running up the stairs. And he, like, falls off the roof. And they, like, go down the stairs. And they're like, we'll get him. And they're like, yo, I know a shortcut. And they're like, God, another freaking shortcut? I don't want to hear about it. Apparently she knew a shortcut to a random candy factory. Why did they end up there? I don't think that was explained. Okay. She just, that bugged me when she was like, I know a shortcut, but they had no idea where he was going. But can we talk about this candy machine? Or I mean, can we talk about this candy shop? Ooh, Because okay. it should be shut down as per health code regulations. There is an open vat of chocolate, <laughs> no lid. This is in the middle of a dusty old warehouse. And then there's a big old box of open cotton candy. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are boxes on the floor, not six inches on oh, oh, crates. Wow. We're reading Weatherman chocolate. <gasps> oh, chocolate no. Chocolate-coated yes, Weatherman. <laughs> Break me off a piece of that. Seven o'clock news. <laughs> At this warehouse, I don't know what the flip happens. Somehow the weather machine gets thrown up into the air and Ellie catches it. Uh, and that's it. They, like, hogtie the weatherman and take him back to the cabin where they try to fix the machine to stop it from uh, emitting weather, I guess. And it ends up, <laughs> all they need to do is change the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of cute. <laughs> no, it was stupid. <laughs> Did you guys ever get any, like, toys when you were a kid and for Christmas you're super excited and then realize that your parents hadn't planned out the batteries? My And you, like, you have enough batteries for one of the toys, so you, like, you can play with that <laughs> toy. And then you have to take a screwdriver, unscrew it, take out the batteries, and put it in the other toy and play with yep. that for a bit. Yeah. Santa goes on to interrogate the weatherman, and he's like, why did you do this? You've been a naughty boy. And he's like, it's just not fair. I work so hard to be a meteorologist, but I can't do it and nothing's working out. I like the part when he's like, when other people were seeing ice cream cones in the clouds, all I could see was weather variations. It's <laughs> <That laughs> pretty cute. At this point, that is funny. I was one back to root for the weatherman. Like, in all fairness, he, he was trying to stop this crisis of a snowstorm. Uh, like, day after tomorrow weather happening. Yeah. Like, obviously, this was getting really bad. And, and so... Like, nobody was doing anything. He was the only one trying to fix this. Yeah, he went a little bit crazy, but I would, too, in this situation. Be like, people are actually dying. Can anybody care about it? And everybody else is like, yay, white Christmas. And he's like, no, there's, like, 20 people dead in that building there, probably. Yeah. The, the whole thing caved in. Somebody then, please do something. So how patronizing would it be to have Santa be like... You've been a naughty boy. All you need to do is go somewhere where you can use your brain. And then you will be a happy boy. So I will give you a new job. 
Well, I feel like when Santa gave him his new job, or are we there yet? Yeah, but anyway, yeah. when Santa yeah, gave him his new job, it was more of like a Christmas present to him Aww. where he was like, oh, you aren't happy and you're good at this. Obviously, you care. So we're going to give you this new cool job at the North Pole. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all with the new job. It makes a lot of sense. But like, I don't think the weatherman was a bad boy or doing anything all that now, crazy josh it's not bad boy it's a, a naughty boy he was naughty naughty um all of this goes down Allie, who created this mess by stealing the weather machine from santa asks for one more gift and she's like santa i just want one more gift <laughs> which obviously was for her dad to be there which we don't know at the time but everyone knew what was gonna happen I think it would have been better if she had stayed naughty and been like, yo, can you get me some of those roller skates? That would have been hilarious. <laughs> if she asks for roller skates instead of her dad back. <laughs> that would have been so good. Her dad comes back. He brings back a, a bracelet for their mom, which was a, a tradition that they kept. That was really cute. And then he's like, sorry, I couldn't get gifts for everyone else. And then I think Allie is the one who says, like, just being here is the ultimate Christmas present. Yes, this is a movie where they say the name of the movie. Okay, I got an IMDb review. <clears throat> this is from Gewu. They wrote this in January of this year. A great change of pace. Add this one to your holiday watch list. A Christmas movie with a 13-year-old, Haley Hirsch is the star. I saw her on Jag when she was a little bit older. She is very good and does very well in this movie. Love some of her expressions. This was the best Santa Claus I've seen with his Irish accent, and part of the elf was great. Maybe the original Miracle on 34th Street was better. Favorite scene was when the Secret Agent Man song was played. Spencer Breslin, the older brother to Abigail Breslin, was in this movie. Great, lively change of pace to our Hallmark Christmas movies. The child star made the movie. I wish we watched it with our sons, 18 to 21. I think they may have liked it. Well, that says it all. <laughs> I love how matter-of-fact and informative this was. Got, like, a whole backstory. Got, like, I felt like I was in this person's brain. Yep, everybody go watch this movie. I recommend oh. it. Highly. Perfect for your holiday but did she say that the secret agent man was the best part of this movie? Yes. Mm. Was was that in this movie? Yeah, it was yeah. when they were... I remember they like, smushed a snowman. I don't remember what else was happening. Why was it that? Uh, yeah, it was when the elves were looking for the naughty girls. Uh, oh. <laughs> what, lessons did we, what lessons did we learn from this one, guys? I had never known the true meaning of Christmas until I watched this movie. What is the true meaning of Christmas? Family. No. <laughs> I think there's a lot to learn from the weatherman. You take your job seriously. Well, I don't know. Like, no, I was confused about it because, sure, he's a good meteorologist and maybe he's, like, talented in that area, but he's not a talented weatherman. Like, he's not good at presenting at all. So maybe that is the wrong field. Like, he should be in the science part of it, not the presentation part. Yeah. So maybe the lesson I learned is find ways to make it work, if even if your weaknesses don't allow you to excel. I learned that before you go on a road trip, you should go to the bathroom, even if you think you don't have to, because you don't want to make everybody have to pull over to make it pee. 
to not make you pee. You don't want to make people pull over so you can use the bathroom. Especially when you're in a hover car, because that's so annoying. Brandon, what would you rate this movie? Uh, You know, it started as a one, and then I feel like towards the end, I warmed up to it. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a three. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. I'm sorry if I went into this too harshly. I know it's just a Disney Channel movie. Ten out of ten. Christmas, that's supposed to be fun. But I never want to see this again, and I did not enjoy it. There's, I can't say anything about this movie that I actually enjoyed, so I will give it a two. What are you going to give it, Lori? I'm going to give it a four. You're really hard on these movies, though. I know. I think I think it was just, just stupid enough. Like, it didn't seem like they thought they were making a good movie. Maybe it had, like, a Sharknado vibe. It's weird how these Disney Channel movies all have, like, the exact same feel to them. I'd say there have been a few exceptions, and the exceptions are the ones that the ones that we like across the board, like Smart House, Brink, Xenon. That like they kind of stand out for feeling like they they someone spent a little more time on them polishing it up. So since we all didn't like this movie, what are some Brandon? Do you have a Christmas movie that people should watch instead of this one? Yeah, I mean, if you're into, if you liked the big elves in this movie, you should watch Elf. It's the best Christmas movie ever. Good Solid recommendation. You know what? I didn't like it at first, but uh, the Polar Express is pretty cool. I haven't seen that in a really long time, but it has Tom Hanks, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it would be good. My recommendation is a movie that I haven't seen since I was probably about eight, so I'm not sure if it holds up, but it has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It's called Jingle oh, All the Way. It holds up. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's good. Cool. Turbo Man. Yeah, I remember loving that one a whole bunch every year. And I had the VHS. And it's one that, like, I wish I still owned. And I don't feel like enough people know about it. Yes. You guys, if you are sitting down to watch The Ultimate Christmas Present, turn it the frick off and go and get Jingle All the Way and watch that. You you are welcome. (laughs) It was my recommendation. You don't get to say you're welcome. That was was me. I mean, you thought of it first, but I agreed. So... (laughs) So you get all the credit. I get all the credit. So I think that's all we got. Oh, thanks, Brandon, for being on. Oh, thanks for having me. I just loved it. What, you know, watching the movie and had a lot of fun. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movie, you can find us on social media or email us at pottingthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review. Later.